Today on the show, heroes from the hurricane. There's value in that there work, turning your commute into a, retre- a retreat. Some special guests, our picks of the week, and so much more. The Catholic Underground starts right now. Oh yes, it is time for the CU Weekly. We are the podcast that tries to cut through the noise of the digital continent and bring you the topics that matter. It's episode number 350. 350. Congratulations. Yeah, I am Father Chris Decker. Joining me this week, we got Kathleen Lee. She's a religion teacher at Archbishop Chappelle High School in Metairie. She's our locally sourced faith ninja, and she's also the the moderator of the Japanese Appreciation Club. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. (laughs) Welcome, Kathleen. Thank you for having me. Or should I say, Ohio? Oh, yeah. That means good morning. Yeah, Yeah. that's about. I don't know anything. Close enough. Japanese. Nothing. Also, uh, I'll go ahead and introduce the uh, the folks around the table. Uh, Also joining us, we have Jamie Cherry. Hello. Now. You were a transplant lab technician Yes. at Oxner in yes. New Orleans. So if you need a kidney and Kathleen wants to give you hers, yes. I do the test to make sure that's okay. All right. I'm so generous. Wow. Yeah. Yes, you are. Oh, Kathleen. You, could, you could have a kidney if you wanted one. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. I, I, you know, I suppose if I needed one, you'd be the first person I'd ask. <laughs> I got good ones. She got good kidneys. Uh, yeah, well, I don't even know how to transition from that. Uh, we have uh, Alex Brown, who's sitting next to Jamie. And Alex is a computer science teacher at Our Lady of Mercy in Atlanta, Georgia. That's right. I'm here for the weekend and enjoying my time. That's wow. right. Well, very nice. good. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so Jamie actually has been a, a longtime fan of the show. I have. And uh, and because we, we, we treat our fans like we would treat our worst enemies. We put her on the show, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Surprise! Yeah, that's right. Very yeah. happy to be here. So we're happy to have you and, uh, and Alex, who uh, now I, I believe you know each other. Well, we'll talk about that in a second because I can uh, go up to space. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So We got so, some other people yeah, around here. Up in space, we got Jeff Blackwell. He's the technical director director of the CU. He's the commandant of the Jeff Star One Near Earth Orbit Satellite. Hello, Jeff. Howdy ho, neighbor. Good to be here. That's right. I'm getting so cute. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and we got uh, we got Ed Ball, who is running the video feed. Yeah. So if you're watching us on Facebook, on YouTube Live, on Periscope, then, uh, you know, that was more spot. That was nice. <laughs> so, I got it. So, yeah, there you go. So, so yeah, it, it is It is a full table. Olivia is on assignment. Uh, her assignment is to spend time with her newborn niece. Yes. Oh, yeah. So cute. Yeah, oh. yeah so, uh, so Olivia is is watching from points unknown mm. up in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. And, uh, and, well, welcome to Olivia, who is a, a watcher of the show. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that means we had a couple of spots in the uh, in the studio open. And uh, I said, well, how about we crank the podcast up to 11? This and, one goes to yeah. 11. This one goes to 11. So, uh, so yeah, Alex and Jamie. So I, I presume uh, that you you are here through Kathleen. Now, Jamie, you've been a fan of the show for a while. Yes. Which <laughs> we're still surprised by. But, but. <laughs> yeah, I, I started listening to the show about, I don't know, three years ago. Yeah. And then about a year later, I met Kathleen and was starstruck. <laughs> <laughs> And now we're we're close friends. Mm-hmm. There it is. I live like three minutes from her house. Oh, cool. She Crazy. asked me over to dinner most most <laughs> nights of the week. Oh, well, that's a friendship that's solid mm-hmm. right there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. 
And then, and then Alex, uh, you, well, you're from Georgia. I'm so. from Georgia. Yeah, I came to visit some friends here. Yeah. And this is actually will be the first time that I've listened to the podcast. Oh, uh, well. A little confession, <laughs> but I'm not expecting absolution, Father. So. That's okay. No, no. It's, it's, I presume it's venial. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And once you hear the podcast, you'll know there's no culpability whatsoever. <laughs> okay. That's right. Okay, yeah. So, so, but but you you also know each other through, uh, through a shared event. Mm-hmm. And it's something, Kathleen, that you talk about a good bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, I've talked about it on the show. I think it's been my pick of the week several times uh, but Echo um, the Theology of the Body Camp uh, run by um, a, a ministry out of New Orleans based out of New Orleans called Dumb Ox Ministries um, really great camp for, it started for teens um, and the young adults would come and put the put the uh, retreat on for teens and then three years ago was it three years ago yeah, they they did just a week for young adults. Uh, oh, cool! And it was awesome. Um, and we met Alex, I think, just last year. Just last year, yeah. Yeah, Alex yeah. comes in and we're like, what? <laughs> um, but he came back this summer, and I I was like, yeah, you know, we, I've known Alex for a couple years. And no, you might no, know me yeah. for like a year. <laughs> Oh, Those are the beautiful wow. friendships. Yeah. 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 Who's counting? Yeah. Who's right. counting? Exactly. So, so welcome to the show. Uh, I guess we better start the show, huh? Yeah. Now that I mean, all the introductions are out of the way. Okay. Yeah. Although if you come for the Christmas show, then then we'll do a lot of visiting and very yeah. little podcasting. And lots you know? of eating as yeah, well. There is, yeah. But, yeah, Maybe. yeah. Jeff's all about that, right? Yeah. 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 We send I, some up in the shuttle. That's right. Pew. That's becoming a thing now. Uh, whenever we do a, a December show, having at least one of them food related. Yeah. So. And what was our? We had like Christmas around the world or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I made pierogies. It was awesome. And they were yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily, because the uh, the the world is very big, we could keep doing that ad infinitum and, and still not hit all of the cuisines. I wouldn't mind. I would no, not mind at all. Yeah. In Louisiana, as I'm sure it is in your neck of the woods, we like to eat. Mm-hmm. So. There it is. Well, uh, if, you, if you've been following the news, and, and you certainly have, I'm sure, um, you know that there was a, a probably, well, it's the most expensive hurricane mm-hmm. uh, in terms of damage mm-hmm. and widespread damage. And uh, it was, I believe, Jeff, if I'm correct, it was the, the, the worst hurricane to hit Texas, I think, in its history. Mm-hmm. But the only other hurricane that came close was uh, in 1961, I believe. Um, so it was, it was in the 60s. I, that one I don't remember. I, I do I remember the big one that hit. Uh, it was in 1901, but oh, uh, oh, but, okay. but that was and then 19, but, but the in Galveston, yeah, in Galveston, yeah. right? Yeah, so but yeah, uh, I could have uh, my numbers wrong. It's very no, possible. No, no, I, I, I should have done the research, but uh, at the at, I'll Google it. Yeah, we'll have Jeff Google it. <laughs> yeah. But at any rate, uh, suffice to say that it, it was an extremely, extremely uh, powerful hurricane. Yes. And uh, as often is the case, whenever whenever a natural disaster comes about. Uh, heroes rise just yes. like in every age whenever whenever there's great sadness and great pain and great oppression saints rise up mm-hmm. uh, same thing whenever there is a natural disaster and yeah. uh, of course if you're joining us from from somewhere uh, up north or or another part of the world uh, the deep south is a, kind of a, a place unlike any other and whenever there's a, a huge um, a huge natural disaster which we've we've got our share mm-hmm. uh it's always beautiful to see how people um many of them who dig deep in their christian faith yeah. not that it not that christianity is the only delineating factor but uh you you see on the on the the national news and even the local news all these people who are followers of christ who are just mm-hmm. they, they go in mm-hmm. you know yeah. well you notice that too like these hurricane like these natural disasters often yep. come after times of real unrest within mm-hmm. you know, civil unrest yeah and it's it's such a a you know a contradiction to what's been going on in the news mm-hmm. yeah. to see okay well this is what humanity is really about you know and, yeah. the, and that's the beautiful thing about it how the lord will not be uh, undersold in generosity right. mm-hmm. and he will also 
never be outdone in his ability to bring something beautiful from something completely destructive. Because yeah. remember, God did not make evil. Evil came about through through the universe being wrecked by by our free choice, yeah. and and so the Lord allows evil to to happen because it was part of our our free choice to to bring it into the world, huh? Um, but that doesn't mean that He's just going to leave it there. Sure. And and we we get a story like we have here, um, the in the city of Rockport, which was one of the first areas that the storm impacted, mm-hmm. that was really not ready for it. Um, it's a coastal community about 30 miles northeast of Corpus Christi, which is right there on the coast, uh, the Gulf Coast, um, was completely hammered. And so at the very last minute, they, the, the city official says, we're going to open a shelter at uh, Live Oak Elementary. Everybody go there. But there were no supplies or management. Uh, there, were, there were vulnerable citizens that were uh, unwilling or unable to evacuate. And so they made yeah. it for the school. And there was a 29-year-old screenwriter by the name of Zachary Deering who uh, moved from Georgia mm. to Rockport. And uh, he arrived at, uh, at the, the shelter, and nobody was in charge. Yeah. You know, it was a, you know, many, many Indians, but no chief, chief. right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so uh, he, he kind of notes that the ship is beginning to drift, right? So he takes command. He says, well, uh, I'm going to put myself in charge. So he gets to work. And he starts organizing people into uh, raid class. They go to raid the classrooms for Which is supplies. Such a, such a great time to raid classrooms. <laughs> yes, like, yeah. the, like after the first couple of weeks of school, because you've got cleaning supplies out the True. wazoo. Yes, yeah, <laughs> snacks. You know, teachers have probably stuffed their door, their drawers full of snacks. It's it's a great time. Yeah, yeah. and so uh, and so he was he led the, the the command to raid the classrooms and find stuff, find rugs and. Uh, stuff for people to sleep on, and then uh, they collected food and water uh, from the people who, who brought it with them mm-hmm. and uh, then began to ration that out. Uh, he said, we pooled the resources as best we could, and the city named this as a shelter but didn't do anything to organize it. And mm-hmm. so he recruited 15 volunteers between the ages of 16 and 21. So way to go, young adults, right? Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And then put them on 30-minute shifts checking on everyone. And uh, wow. they did have some people that were that were frail, you know, some, some uh, very fragile people. Um, and so the the team plugged leaks from the driving rain because again it's a it's wind oh, wow. <laughs> driving wind from category I think it I think it was a category four when it four. when it entered um, mm-hmm. uh, Texas when it made landfall or when it, when the outer bands began to make landfall mm-hmm. and so when help finally arrived um, the the you know he. Deering shows up and he says, well, here's what we got. Uh, 126 people at the last head count. Uh, six are medically fragile. Four need oxygen. Two need hospice care. Uh, everyone's calm because they've just been fed. And the Texas Emergency Medical Task Force says, oh, well, what service are you with? And he says, um, I'm a civilian. Yeah. <laughs> no, <know>? None. <laughs> and, and, and this is the beautiful thing. You know, it shows how, how um, volunteers realize that there's a need and then then they go after it yeah and that's when you really begin to see how human work is Mm -hmm. something that is actually very beautiful because it can give glory even in the midst of great tragedy yeah yeah you you know you're looking at this guy who who probably has no experience Mm -hmm. um leading any kind of effort like this Uh, he might i don't even know what kind of experience he has do y'all like get a lot of hurricanes in Georgia. We do, we do. Okay. It's yeah. been a, it's been a while, but yeah, since a big one. But you know, like I think right now, if there was flooding to happen right now, I would at least know. Okay, these are the things I need to check for. These are the things I need to. But this guy commandeered this place, you know. And this this is unfortunate, but sometimes it's so crazy during a um, a natural disaster like this that there are places for people to go. Um, but 
you know, like there's no leadership, there's no supplies coming that way. And right. it takes a while to get even, you know, the, the resources that are coming from outside of Texas, it takes a while to organize all that and to yeah. get it in. And, you know, right. it's, it's not just, we throw pallets of water at Texas and there you go. They're, you know, they're saved. Um, it takes a lot of effort and coordination. Mm -hmm. um, and so for this guy who's a screenwriter, I you know, like he's not even, you know, military or anything like that. Right. Cause you also see that as well. A lot of uh, military retired or, or, um, or who are active, but just, you know, um, yeah. not on the that, clock. that just step mm -hmm. up mm -hmm. cause they know how to do this. But this guy, no experience, you yeah. know, and what's even more you know, exciting about this is that his group, like his crew was all young people, yep. you know, that were just like, yep, this is a need and it needs to be done. Mm -hmm. And, and let's do it. You know? Yeah, that's right. There was a Texas law enforcement official who requested anonymity because he wasn't authorized to speak publicly, but he mm -hmm. said state officials had assumed that there was an actual shelter here, but there wasn't. And, uh, Deering, he said, had become a one man army running a triage hospital with nothing. Yeah. And uh, I mean, you, you just get to see, um, how our hearts are made. Mm -hmm. Our hearts are made to 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 be crucified to self and to give of self. You know, yeah. and that's really the definition the definition of love, I suppose, mm -hmm. is to lay down our life for somebody else. And, and Deering, who probably himself was hoping for some aid, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. uh, ended up being the one rendering it. Yeah. And and I think that that stands as a testament for us, you know, to say, okay, if um, if the Shatner hit the fan, you mm -hmm. know, yeah. or even the DeForest Kelly hit the fan. <laughs> Um, what what would I do? Yeah. You know, would I step right. in? Would right. I step up? I think it speaks a lot to like our ability to answer the call mm -hmm. in wherever we are, right? Yep. Be it some. I mean, maybe I won't ever save 129 people, however many in yeah. a natural disaster. But do I step up for the call in my classroom? Do I step mm -hmm. up in my mm -hmm. other workplace? Do I step up at home? Do, yeah. You know, and say yes to what the Lord wills in that particular situation. That's true. And, yeah, and I think a classroom is a very good example <laughs> too of of, you know, even with all of the constraints that are placed upon me as a teacher, yeah. uh, when do I step in and and risk that vulnerability to say, okay, this kid really needs, or, or this group of children really needs my care, my one-on-one -on -one mm -hmm. to, to say, let's let's look at this, you know? Yeah. Yeah, where do you, yeah, where do you fill the void? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, and it's hard to act in loco parentis, as the Latin renders it, right? But uh, that's what teachers do. It's mm -hmm. certainly what... Um, what uh, Mr. Deering did, and uh, certainly what priests do. You know, we act we act in loco capital P parenthesis. Actually, oh my, we we act uh, in the presence of the Lord for our people. Man, <laughs> my job just got harder. Yeah. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. Yeah, no pressure at all. Well, I think what's interesting is they, you know, they they call this guy a hero, and I, I venture to say that he's going to say, oh, "I'm not a hero. Mm -hmm. I was just doing." You know, and, and as I was reading that, this was the first thing I thought was like. Yeah, this guy is a hero, and we're gonna we're gonna classify him as that, and we're gonna you know hail him as that. But like in all actuality, he's being a human being. You mm -hmm. know, he was True. taking care of other human beings who needed help, um, and, and that's not to downplay anything that he that he did because this is an extraordinary thing that he did. You know, and there there are stories coming out of of Texas all over the place like this about these heroes. Um, you know, but when you look at it, man, they're just being human beings. Mm -hmm. And they're just loving other people. And, and you know, that, that's a cool thing. And it's a cool thing that we recognize this as, I, I don't know if it's a cool thing that we recognize it as something that's, that's extraordinary or right. out of the ordinary. Yeah. Um, you know, I wish it wasn't, but that we are recognizing, look, this is what we need to be doing. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, because the fact of the matter is we, we are called to be heroic in daily life. Mm -hmm. And not just when there's a giant <laughs> storm. 
Uh, we're called to be heroic whenever uh, we have to make a, a difficult decision between, um, you know, getting out of bed and doing the right thing. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and so as uh, as you remember from your reading, the catechism reminds us that holiness passes by way of the cross. And it's our job as Christians to make holy the mundane, the everyday. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and th- that's, that's how the ordinary becomes extraordinary, you know. Mm-hmm. Not something superfluous, but the way we're supposed to live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, y'all, uh, we are the Catholic Underground. Oh, yeah. You are listening to the Catholic Underground. We're online at catholicunderground.tv. If you're watching us on Facebook... Uh, uh, our internet service provider is about to get a talking to, so you should be Please glad that, that you're listening to us on Love radio. Father. Yeah, I'll, I'll give him what for, and if that doesn't work, I'll resort to what five. <laughs> I am Father Chris Decker, joined by Jeff Blackwell, by Kathleen Lee, and we've got Alex and Jamie who join us um, right here at the table, you know, um, because we can only have one space transmission, and that's yeah. Jeff. Thanks there it a is. lot, Jeff, for taking yeah. that one. That's right. Uh, well, they call it the Jeff Star One for a <laughs> reason. That's right. Yeah, the bandwidth <laughs> is to and from yeah. Jeff. Yeah, there mm-hmm. it is. So uh, we we are uh, moving into Labor Day. Uh, of course, when you're listening to this, it may be closer to you know the beginning of Hanukkah. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> but we thought it would be a good idea to uh, to talk a little bit about labor uh, because uh, you know we often go to work, get our paycheck, and go home and don't really think about it. Or I mean. How many Dilbert cartoons are based upon the monotony of work, you yes. know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and for that matter, how many sitcoms are based <laughs> upon just going to work and going home, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, so, like, I, remember th- I remember reading those, those comics and, and like when I was growing up just being like, ew, like I don't want to ever work in the office building or I'm yeah. sure people love working in office buildings, but like I, yeah, just that dread of yeah. this is what life is. Of just is. being a cog mm-hmm. in a machine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, well, there's well, a certain joy you can bring to it too. I worked in yeah. a mailroom for a little bit in college, yeah. and I mean it was it was repetitive, but I like you know made games out of it. I see how quickly they could do it. So yeah. oh yeah, <laughs> inject a little joy. But and and you may actually have uh, have stumbled upon what uh, Pope Saint John Paul II uh, suggests in in 1981. That's exactly what I was going for, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> way to go, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, anytime. You want. <laughs> yeah, so so uh, uh, laborum exercin exercins uh, is is uh, his work. His is encyclical um the name of it of course we use the latin but it's through work and uh, mm-hmm. as you remember jamie whenever you're talking about one of these uh these encyclicals or apostolic letters it gets its name from like the first right. phrase you know mm-hmm. so yeah laborem exercens uh, through work and so you know every every so often it was customary for popes to publish new writings on these social issues and so this is one such writing that actually occurs on the 90th anniversary of Rerum Novarum, which is uh, the really the kind of the watershed document from um, from uh, Pope Leo the Thirteenth. There we go. Yep, yep. Um, uh, talking about the importance of of human work and it being oriented towards God. Mm-hmm. And so John Paul II, in a way that only he can, <laughs> breaks it open, breaks it down. You know, and so he, uh, John Paul II, just as Leo the Thirteenth did. Uh, dedicates much of the encyclical to the social conflicts of the day. Mm-hmm. And in 1981, if you think about what had happened, what was happening, so we had uh, the Cold War was still a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, some would argue that it still is. Uh, then you also have uh, the beginning of the dismantling of communism, right? Yep. Um, you have John Paul II then beginning to, to speak against uh, all of these forces 
in, in his own home country in Poland, mm -hmm. all the other communist bloc countries. Mm -hmm. And then uh, and then you also have, uh, let's see, 81 in the, 19, in the United States, uh, you have uh, the, I believe the, the, the recession was oh, yeah. fueling, mm -hmm. right? And then um, the Reaganomics thing Reaganomics, and all that. Yeah. So, so there was a lot of a lot of wonder about development, about mm -hmm. about what it is to work. And so, as often is the case, uh, an ex a um, an exhortation from uh, the Pope comes usually when it's supposed to, you know. <laughs> and so uh, he talks about the dignity of labor. And oftentimes, as you say, we don't think about labor being very dignified. It's just kind of work. Yeah. But uh, but there's more to it. And so he says that it begins with a scriptural argument that work is more than just activity or commodity, but it's an essential part of who we are as human beings. Mm -hmm. And it, it's really one of the things that separates us from uh, from from animals. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, animals, they, they work, if you will, to survive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, like if you think about it, you know, if, if your cat gets hungry enough, She's going to go find food somewhere in the house. Mm -hmm. Mine doesn't have to worry about that because, you know, I have food stores. No, I have I have a very you have large an automated food. dispenser. <laughs> I don't yet, but I really want one. You know. Oh, you're gonna be a cat man. Students to work on one for you, father. Oh, I would love to have a robotic <laughs> student student. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. So, so uh, an animal eats to survive mm -hmm. and 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 does things so that it can sustain its own life. But we, as human beings, with the gift of our rational soul, have the ability to to do work for a reason. And uh, and so that's what he he begins to to stir in. He says from from the book of Genesis, from the very beginning of of our sacred scriptures, um, there's a conviction that work is a fundamental dimension of human existence on earth. When man, who had been created in the image of God, male and female, hears these words, "Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it," even though the words don't refer directly and explicitly to work, he says, beyond any doubt, they indirectly indicate that it's an activity for man to carry out in the world. So. There's this notion that as we are created in the image and likeness of God, part of that is the ability to work. Mm -hmm. And and we get the sense in the book of Genesis that God wants us to work side by side with him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, which yeah. is kind of a beautiful thing. You ever think about that, Jeff, whenever you're punching the buttons there? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Most of us don't. That's right. Yeah. Well, now you will. <laughs> and and because oftentimes, especially in in uh, in modernity, we think of work as as a result of sin. Well, you know, yeah. if if there wasn't sin in the world, I wouldn't have to do anything. I'd just have to, you know, open my bag of uh, of rice puff, you know, corn chip cereal, which bar, is delicious, which is all of those things, yeah, and do nothing and just you know watch reruns of daytime television or something wouldn't that be nice yeah I but that's summer but that would be summer right yeah exactly and feed the cats yeah yeah well i mean he did god rested from work so yeah, we should true. do that as well but 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 work isn't a result of sin but it's given to us at the moment of creation adam is given tasks in the garden mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he's cultivating huh he's naming he's naming the animals and all those things too and so uh pope john paul ii makes a distinction between work and against toil. Mm -hmm. This is work is an integral part of human nature, but toil is a consequence of sin. In fact, if you remember after the fall, that's what uh, he, he says, you're, you're going to toil now, um, which uh, mm -hmm. even, even the very word toil has this kind of a, a sense of- Double, of, double. Yeah, exactly. Double. Yeah, that's right. Yes, if you're a Shakespearean <laughs> actor, yeah. The notion of toil actually kind of brings about pain when you yeah. think about it, you know? So, uh, so he's, yes, yeah, in spite of this toil, in a sense, because of it, work is a good thing for man. Work is a good thing for his humanity because through work, man not only transforms nature, adapting it to his own needs, but he also achieves fulfillment as a human being and indeed 
becomes more of a human being because he's able to work. And so this is a, definitely a, uh, an echo of Rerum Navarum that talks about how as individuals, we, we should have the right to own a little bit of property. We should have a right to, to have a place to, to lay our head. We should have mm-hmm. a right for all of these things. And then uh, John Paul II is letting us know that there's a, there's a dignity inherent in all of that. Because, mm-hmm. of course, as you remember, that's one of the main themes of his papacy was yeah. the dignity of the human person. Yeah. Uh, in fact, the theology of the body is, is beginning to be echoed in all of mm-hmm. this, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, we know that work very well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I yeah. think, I think and especially if you have started to reflect on just the joy of, of the creativity uh, that God endows us, that obviously he is the, the master of, um, as well as just sharing in the fatherhood of, mm. of you know, the, the ability, like you said, the ability to provide for right. your, your friends, your family, or, you know, depending on your particular vocation, yeah. or, you know, even for father, for you, pro- providing for your sheep sure. uh, in, the, in, in the parish. Yeah, exactly. And, and so we are, we are not slaves to work. Mm. But rather, we are we are co-workers with mm-hmm. God, exactly. uh, even in the in the even when you're running a lab test, yes. you know, it, it's it's really kind of brings a, a beauty to what we do and even can bring a beauty to the simplicity of the things that we do and even the mundane tasks that we do as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he said, John Paul II says, uh, the ancient world introduced its own typical differentiation of people into classes according to the type of work that they did work, which demanded uh, the use of muscles and hands was considered unworthy of free men and was given to slaves. But he says, by broadening certain aspects that already belong to the Old Testament, Christianity brings about a fundamental change in the ideas of this field, taking the whole content of the gospel message as its point of departure, especially the fact that the one who, while being God, became like us in all things, devoted most of his years of life on earth to manual work at the carpenter's bench. So even our understanding of Christianity uh, shows that there are no slaves, not only because Christ came to free all of us from sin and toil, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, but but to give us a sense of truly who we are as workers, as co-workers mm-hmm. with Him. Mm-hmm. And so, whenever Paul talks about uh, we're not we're not slave or free or Jew or Greek, he's talking about the dignity that we have, and that comes from all of us being able to work. So yeah. whether I'm free uh, or, or whether I, I am a slave, huh, I'm I'm called to to do the same beautiful things with the hands that I'm given, with the gifts that I'm given, and of course that spills out into society as well. And, uh, and then certainly um, talks about uh, how, how rest, indeed, is also a sharing in the activity of God the Creator. And I think yeah. we forget to rest. I think sometimes that's what makes our work seem like worth less than it is, because we don't rest. Yeah, I, I, I find myself guilty of that, going, where now the mundane things, the sweeping of the floor, the mm-hmm. washing of the dishes becomes more joyful because I, I don't have to judge myself about how well I'm doing it versus my schoolwork or my grading of yeah. papers yeah. becomes toilsome because I'm, you know, all oh, this is my job. There, there's a metric, it. right? Oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's very true. But but also we can learn to uh, to strive towards excellence in everything yeah. too, you know, without being uh, a perfectionist sure. in, the, in the bad sense, you know, and, and that's the way that the Lord allows us to, uh, to, to join our work to his work. Um, yeah, he also says, by enduring the toil of work in union with Christ crucified for us, Man, in a way, collaborates with the Son of God for the redemption of humanity. Think about that for a second. Mm-hmm. In a way, we collaborate by doing good work, mm-hmm. by, by um, working through the toil, huh? by, by kind of crucifying our toil huh? with, with the Lord. We also have a part to play in the redemption of humanity. He shows himself a true disciple of Christ by carrying the cross in his turn every day in the activity he is called upon to perform. So do good work. But of course, if it's Labor Day, rest from work. We're the yes. Gathering Underground. We'll be right back.
A prayer for vocations. O God, who wills not the death of a sinner, but rather that he be converted and live, grant we beseech you through the intercession of the Blessed Mary, ever Virgin, Saint Joseph her spouse, and all the saints, an increase of laborers for your church, fellow laborers with Christ, to spend and consume themselves for souls. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Welcome back, man. You found the Gather Gun Ground. <laughs> I love, I love when Jeff puts like a new one in there, and I'm like, yeah, yeah she's, uh, yeah, she's not ready for it. That person who's not ready for it is Kathleen Lee, but she's making the best of it. I'm, I'm always Chris. ready. It's true, you are. It's for true. a good dance party, yeah. for a good little rhythm, I got it going on. She does. That's she right. She does, in fact, have it going on. She does. <laughs> Thank <Yeah>. you. <laughs> also, we got so we got Alex and Jamie and Jeff and Ed. And our picks of the week are coming up in just a little while, but but don't be afraid. You're going to have to wait. You're going to have to wait just a little bit. Patience okay. is a virtue. Patience is a virtue. It's also a fruit of the spirit, too. It's, true. it's easier to get Boom. it as a fruit than a virtue, I think. And you much to, tastier. You have to practice all the other stuff. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, uh, I have a very short commute. Uh, my, my commute at its longest is 10 minutes uh, from the rectory to uh, the parish church for Mass. 30. 30 minutes from 30 okay, minutes. Yeah, you, yeah. you might win. I have yeah. about 20. 20. That's about 10. But I'm on 10. the lower end for Atlanta. 45 an hour is average. Yeah, you don't have to take wow. the Marta or no, anything yeah. like that, right? It's true. But a lot of folks do, uh, in fact, have, uh, have a commute. Yep. And if your commute especially is, is a longer one, um, it might be a good idea to think about turning it over to the Lord. Yeah. So there are times in our life when we struggle to cultivate a regular time of deep, undistracted prayer, especially in today's world. Like I've got a million things going on. I tell my students all the time. I'm like, how many of you, because I do this, I walk in the door and I turn the TV on. Am I watching it? No. I'm like, I might find something that's, (laughs) yeah. yeah. But the the noise, right? How many of us sleep with with noise machines or, you know, or we have to have noise going on all the time. So with office jobs and bills and dinner and family time, there may simply be no room in your present schedule for deep, undistracted prayer. Yeah, even I find trouble, uh, you know, praying at all times I'm supposed to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now for many of us, we already have a period every day when we are alone with our thoughts and maybe we're open to prayer. This might be a good time. Um, Mm -hmm. We may not always take advantage of it, but um, whether it's in a car or a train, we don't have any of those down here. No, I don't think so. Well, um, no, we have freight trains, but yeah, you'd have but to be a hobo, yeah. I think, to take advantage oh, of it. Good people. Or maybe yeah. a bike. Good people. Right? Maybe you bike to work or to school. Mm-hmm. Um, your commute offers a Benedictine cell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's such a great image. Yeah. Um, or a place cut AKA off. A cubicle. Yeah, yeah. Or a yeah. cubicle. Yeah. That's right. Uh, um, or a place cut off from the demands and the noise of the world. And so what if you began to see it this way as this time where you could enter in like you're already open to it like mm-hmm. it's a, it's a time that's built into your schedule most every day um, but what if you began to see it that way and then take advantage of it yeah. what if you decided that your commute would be your sacred space what if you turned your car into a monastery mm. or your train into a convent yeah i call mine the carfessional you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hmm. So our good friend Brandon Vaught has six ways that we can sanctify our commute. Yeah. Sanctify. I, I had to teach my students this. What does that mean? To make holy. Mm-hmm. Right? To make your commute holy. And as you remember, Jeff, from your reading, that uh, that sanctify, huh? holiness is from the Hebrew word kadesh, which means to set apart. Mm. 
So even yeah, I to, know to, that yeah. now that you, you told me. Yeah. 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 yeah, now now that we ourselves are called to holiness, we know that we're called to be set, set apart. apart. Ah, yeah. that's right. That's right. So so setting apart your commute. Yes, and so you know how we love our list here. We do. Um, here are six ways. I, I don't, you know, I love lists. I love them so much. I'm, but I'm making a top 10 list of my favorite lists. So. Oh, that's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. There's actually an app for that. It's, it's on that. Clever of you. Number one, listen to Catholic audiobooks, talks, and or hmm, podcasts. Yeah, okay, right. I know a few. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, so instead of screaming at political commentary or zoning out to um, your, your metal music, use your commute to strengthen your faith. Fill your ear yeah. with good things. Because oftentimes we hear folks say, I say we, by priests, we, we priests here, and you probably hear it too. Uh, I don't know enough about my faith. Mm-hmm. I, I want to get deeper in my faith. Mm-hmm. I want to, I want to, I want to, but mm-hmm. I don't. So this is an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know where and, you can and find it, this. And it could be like your, your bus commute too, uh, if you're a school, if you are a school child. Mm-hmm. If you're, yeah, <laughs> if you're a young person, it, you know. Because you have access on your phone, which you're probably not supposed to have at school, but I'm sure you have on the bus. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. They don't have. But but you have access to the same stuff that that we that we adults do, right? Yeah. yeah How many exactly. times am I in a lecture in class and I hear ping, 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 ping? <laughs> like, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm. Now, when it comes to Catholic talks, the go-to source is Lighthouse Catholic Media. You yeah, want to make sure that good. you find um, a good source because mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff out there that may not be. Um, on the so level legit mm-hmm. guiding now, you in the right direction yeah that's right um they have hundreds of cds mp3s from top catholic speakers past and present those mm-hmm. you know from you know a couple years ago to those who are still um active now mm-hmm. uh, for just a few bucks you can listen to fulton sheen or mother Teresa, mm-hmm. scott Hahn, peter kreft and many many more that's true so and and this is this is a, a little bit of a buy-in to lighthouse catholic yeah i think there's a, a monthly charge if you if you get there i think they have like a uh, audio file or CD of the month club mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah, a lot of and a lot of churches will sell their CDs in the back of. of they do. Um, pretty of cheap. Church. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. and fun fact, uh, we'd rather you take them than pay for them if you mm-hmm. don't have the money to pay for them. But yeah, we always, we ask a donation so that we can keep replenishing it. But yeah, uh, if you do see a lighthouse media kiosk yeah. in the back of your church, uh, go for it, please. Yep. Um, and so, of course, podcasts are also a great option. You can download these and listen to them whenever. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a couple here. Uh, Father Robert Barron's Word on Fire podcast. Yeah, which is very good. Um, yeah, you'll find scripture commentary from one of the church's brightest minds. This dude is, I mean, so smart. This bishop dude. Yeah, yeah. this bishop well, Yeah, and, and, uh, and actually we run, we run him, uh, we did on Catholic Radio. We, do. we, still, we mm-hmm. still have him on yeah. Catholic Radio as well. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. he's very good. He, uh, yeah, bishop Barron is quite the philosopher. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he has a way to weave all those things mm-hmm. together in a way that's very palatable mm-hmm. to uh, to your brain. Yeah, and he reflects, this is one of my favorite things, is he reflects on the upcoming Sunday Mass readings. Oh, that's cool. Um, and mm-hmm. on offers insights on that. And so you, like, that's one of my favorite things to do. Be prepared before you go to Sunday Mass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't just get there and be like, oh, yeah, that sounds great. I think I've heard that before, but be prepared. Mm-hmm. Um, he usually uploads new homilies in the middle of the week, which means you can prepare for a Mass a few days early, oh, that's cool. which is awesome. Right. Um, we also have uh, another podcast is uh, Catholic Answers Live, mm-hmm. which we also run here on Catholic Community Radio. Yeah. Um, that's how I got started. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Mm -hmm. This is the most popular Catholic radio show in the country with a strong focus on apologetics and evangelization. So if you want to know what it is that we believe and why we believe it, Mm -hmm. this is it. Um, Most episodes are open uh, question and answer with calls from Catholics, Protestants, and even atheists. Yeah, they have a, a, what day of the week is it? There's a day of the week. Tuesday, Thursdays, I think, is the open forum. Yeah. And and then they have uh, no Catholics call today. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, They did 
only atheist mm-hmm. call today. Or Trent Horn yeah. is a big uh, yeah. He likes that. Oh, yeah. Does it's that format? Yeah. I loved it because it helped me understand how to talk about it with other people. That's because absolutely like right. if I'm talking with really? other Catholics, it's it's one thing, but with the people who don't have any uh, you know any perspective on the faith at all, I like their way to kind of guide me. Yeah, I can kind of imitate them in certain ways. Sure. That really has helped. Sure. A third one that we have is a Taylor Marshall Catholic show. I do enjoy Taylor Marshall. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, the, the popular Catholic blogger covers many topics like the Bible, the Church Fathers, uh, medieval philosophy, but it's not stuffy. So today on like, this boring podcast, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. there's, it's not We're going to talk about the way that we think. No, I, what, what? Okay. Yeah, and Taylor Marshall was an Anglican priest. He was. I did yeah. not know that. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, uh, he converted with his family, and he didn't seek uh, holy orders in the Catholic Church, so he, um, he is a, a professor um, and... So he knows Quite. some things. He, nice. he knows some things. Hmm. Yeah, he's got a great deal of patrimony under his belt. Yeah. There. Awesome. Yeah. So these episodes provide tips on how to uh, have a full life, uh, a life full of meaning, mm-hmm. um, hope, and encouragement. So that's these are great podcasts. He has and of a course, really good uh, podcast on the book of Revelation, by the way. Mm. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Nice. And but of course... We don't want to forget it. I'm kind of <laughs> partial to one that we like to call the Catholic Underground. Yep. Um, if you're listening already, well then... Hey, <laughs> you're in the right spot. That's right. Uh, if uh, you know someone who needs to be listening, go ahead and share it with them. Catholicunderground.tv. Yeah. That's right. Um, J- that's how Jamie. Jamie is always like listening the day after. She she gives me good notes on. Oh, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. She's we, like, oh, I like that segment. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay. We need to get some um, some some swag for yeah. for Jamie. We don't yes. actually. We did a, eleven years ago when we started this. We actually had you know promotional items we don't need more if you would like to suggest what kind of promotional <laughs> items and yeah, swag we should yeah. have we're yeah. for suggestions yeah sure okay so the second way that you can make your commute uh sacred a sacred space is to stream an audio bible what mm-hmm. yes can you suggest a good one yes i have one coming <laughs> up in fact matter of fact <laughs> yes okay but if you have trouble finding time to study scripture okay because that can be very daunting they're like, uh, start in Leviticus. What? No, that's, uh, that's not, maybe not the best place. Right? This is a great solution. Uh, most modern audio Bibles are more than dry, monotonous readings. Right? They use music. Um, they use sound. Audio effects. Yeah, yeah audio yeah. effects. Uh, profes- actors. Yeah, great professional oh, actors yes. who like read the parts. The gospel not just, Matthew. Yeah, it's not just one guy <laughs> making Thanks, up Sean. several voices, <laughs> right? Uh, but they draw you into the text. They make it living, the living word. Huh. Yeah. Kind of heard that before. Yeah. A good version is, Jamie, for you, uh, the Truth and Life Audio New Testament. Hmm. Oh, yeah, I've actually, I've actually heard that one. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's very good. It's mm. the Revised Standard Version Catholic Edition. Yeah. And I think it might be on the Lighthouse Media app. Mm. Oh, really? Wow. I want to say. Is it on the Laudate app it might as be well? On the, it might be I, on the I, Laudate I one. It, was, yeah. it was quite excellent. And I, I, I found it from the Laudate app. So. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Keep talking. I'm going to look it it's up. It's also oh. endorsed by the Vatican and boasts an imprimatur. Yeah, mm. yeah. Let it be printed. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> so to get a feel, you can listen to a sample on their website and download the Gospel of Mark for uh, free. Yep. That That's totally what it is. Yeah. There yeah. it is. Which, by the way, um, uh, Michael in the chat room wants to know where we can, where he can download all these podcasts. We'll put the link in our show notes yeah. uh, to to those uh, after the show. So so hmm. fear not if you if you didn't get it this time around. Yeah. Okay. Keep on going. Number three. Reflect through sacred music, y'all. Yeah. I used to think that stuff like Gregorian chant was like. It is actually like some of the best stuff ever. It's it's so like it does what it's meant to do. Right? It's, it's repetitive and, and makes you think like, 
okay, as, as I'm meditating on whatever, mm-hmm. um, this music is, is, is just drawing me in and like, okay, yeah. yeah. It's the original soul music. Yes, oh, yeah. Right. So good. <laughs> and, and as you've heard us say on the show before, um, one of the beautiful things about Gregorian chant is it's not oriented towards the human heartbeat, which most music is. Right. It, it has its own, um, it has its own rhythm. Which is which is unearthly. It's actually mm. it's actually meant uh, by the way that it's sung. It's meant to represent a heavenly rhythm and not the, an earthly one, which is the human heartbeat. So that's why Gregorian chant does something to us mm. when we hear it. Huh. Almost like yeah. we know what we're doing. Almost. Now, if Gregorian chant is not your not your jam, right? <laughs> there are several Catholic artists out there. Most most notable, uh, Audrey Assad uh, and Matt Marr. Um, beautiful. Uh, Icondolo is also one. Uh, beautiful, stirring Catholic lyrics. You're just like, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and Audrey and Matt are actually on um, just regular Christian radio. Um, but they can all like music like this can soften your heart. Uh, before the day and and um and then on your way home like relieve it from anything that you any stress or anxiety yeah. that you've had from work so so if you listen to to music before um you're kind of setting yourself up to be receptive to people in a different way that's true mm-hmm. and then on the way home you're like okay any craziness that went on let's just let it go mm-hmm. right and uh, many find it so much easier to pray and reflect with sacred music streaming in the background and you may as well yeah um, mm-hmm. it provides the perfect atmosphere to center your mind and place yourself in God's presence that's right I've heard mm-hmm. Jeff uh, you know streaming some some uh, sacred music whenever he's working every now and then yeah uh, uh, John Finch is uh, is oh, one yeah. of my mm-hmm. favorites uh, uh, Greg and Lizzie mm-hmm. uh, oh yeah oh, they're yeah. Really yeah, yeah. yeah yeah Reader West. Uh, yes. These are all these are all local artists, and they ph- phenomenal, mm-hmm. phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, Audrey in the chat room says uh, Tori Harris is oh, a yeah, great Catholic artist out of Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Tenth uh, Avenue North. They're not oh, Catholic, yeah. but uh, they have very very good music. Mm-hmm. And and actually, their <clears throat> their theology is pretty darn Catholic. If I might <laughs> say so myself. Isn't that interesting right. when you find a good Christian artist yeah, where yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. why are they so good? What? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I think you might know more than you're letting on. <laughs> well, they also sang. Uh, they there was a song. Um, that they sing that featured Audrey Assad as well, mm. you know. So, so there's some. Nice. It's beautiful when you see that kind of a collaboration yeah. too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I, I actually, I will. In fact, I listened to Tenth Avenue North this morning uh, as kind of my pump up song to get ready to go into mass. Oh. Mm. Nice. Because I'll, I'll just tell you, sometimes, sometimes it's hard to get into the car and say, okay, all right, I've got to go and I've got to be available yeah. for the mass. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And so sometimes it kind of helps that way. Kind of like mm-hmm. you, you listen to your jam before oh, yeah. you start your warm-up for, for mm-hmm. the gym, you know, same kind of thing. I, I, think would, I it, wouldn't know about that. <laughs> I think sometimes it throws me back to, you know, great adoration experiences, right? Yeah. Where like yeah. if, it's, if that's set in the mood, it, it just nice. really retaps into that, yeah. that emotional energy that the Lord has placed there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm. So, yeah. And Father Ryan has a Spotify list on the chat room, but I can't open it. So I'm sure it's great, Father. I don't <laughs> Thanks for sharing. That's right. <laughs> Number four. This one's a little tricky. Pray the rosary. However, oh, keep is. your hands on the wheel, people. Yeah, yeah it's true. You crazy it's people driving around with your rosaries. And your eyes open. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, for some of us, the rosary can be very repetitive and very like, uh, and by the time we're done, we're taking a, you know, a siesta because we've, we've just prayed ourselves into a coma. But 
if this is if this is something that's good for you on the on the drive into work, it mm-hmm. would be very good. Now you can pray the rosary quietly. You can pray it out loud, which is yeah. what I like to do when I'm by myself, um, mm-hmm. because it keeps me accountable and yeah. it keeps my brain focused. Yeah. Um, or if you would like an accompaniment, there are several uh, guided rosary CDs. That's right. In fact, I'm sure uh, you can own, download them. Our own Catholic Life Television has a uh, a River Road Rosary mm. that uh, that the, the audio is available on on CD. And then they also have a video version of it that they play on television uh, yeah. of all the beautiful scenic Louisiana churches uh, here in the Diocese oh. of Baton Rouge. Mm. Yep. Number five. See now, this you think the praying the rosary while driving is difficult. Uh, number five is, is pretty darn difficult. Embrace the silence. Mm. It's something that I started doing when I would drive is I just turned like I would because I drive from New Orleans here. It's about an, about an hour drive, give or take. Um, and I started doing the drive in silence yeah and it's difficult Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because we're not used to to Mm -hmm. being in silence right and being available to what it is that the oftentimes turns out the lord does speak to you while you're driving right we do a lot of the talking we Mm -hmm. i do a lot of the talking (laughs) right um but do we ever wait for the response or to 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 sit and listen and say okay lord right and he doesn't always like for me he doesn't always immediately respond Mm mm-hmm and so I have to, I have to practice, and I think sometimes he's just waiting. Like, you have to be oh, quiet. Yeah, yeah, you have the, to be quiet a little the, bit longer. The, the, the lover knows exactly how to speak mm-hmm. to his beloved, mm-hmm. and, and sometimes it is very much with silence. Yeah. In fact, do you remember uh, a couple of Lents ago? In fact, I kind of sort of do it every Lent, even if it's not a formal penance. But I, I turn the radio off, yeah. and I don't listen to podcasts in the car during Lent. The only thing I do is either silence or my rosary or something. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. Mm-mm. No. Now this worth it. It's yeah, certainly. This might seem to contradict our first four recommendations, uh, but the key, but the key is to alternate each strategy, mm-hmm. right? If silence is something that you're really good at, okay, well, this is not a challenge for you, right? It might be finding something in scripture or or finding good music to fill your for yeah. your ears with. But if silence is a challenge, that might be the one that you go for. Yeah. Right? And I think sometimes, too, we, we think that silent prayer means that I've got to be a Buddhist monk where mm-hmm. I'm trying to get rid of everything in my head. Yeah. Not exactly. I mean, there's a very time-honored tradition uh, within Lexio Divina, mm-hmm. which is taking a scripture passage and then turning that over and over in your head. There was a religious order that I visited a number of years ago. Um, in, actually, it was in 2009. It's a religious community that sings the, the office uh, mm-hmm. every, every day. And they sing it in kind of a call and response to each other for the office of readings. And they sing every sentence of, of the reading for the day. And so, so like they say it together, then they sing it together, and then they do something where they reflect on each sentence musically in wow. some way. Mm. And so that you're really chewing on, on the words. And I think sometimes just a little simple thing like that, even if it's just an antiphon from the psalm for the day, just allowing that to be the thing that turns over in your head, and the Lord can begin to kind of dissect that for you, and you're actually being silent with it. You yeah. know, yeah. yeah, doesn't mean emptying yourself of all thought. Doesn't yeah. have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because we all know that once we hit the door at work, you know, there's there is people call, phones are going off, and instant messengers, and and coworkers who just want to stop by and chat for 45 minutes, uh, and it gets crazy, but. Again, that commute, that time in your car is a sanctuary. It's all about building building that space 
um, to be in prayer, um, to be open to prayer and be active in prayer. And so deep down, we all know how valuable the silence is, especially in the spiritual life. Um, as St. Mother Teresa says, God is the friend of silence. Mm-hmm. And we remember that it was the quiet, contemplative Mary whom Jesus praised, not the busy, audible Martha. Yeah. <laughs> Tough words. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that was a difficult gospel. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And as an added bonus, your creativity will flourish. Mm-hmm. Woohoo! That's true. If you're a writer, a blogger, a speaker, mm-hmm. um, or creative, right, sit quietly for 30 minutes and your mind will bubble over with ideas. That's true. Right? When we give our, our, our <laughs> mind time to focus on nothing, mm-hmm. right? how much can we fill it with? That's right. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to let those things happen too. Yeah. You know, uh, sometimes if we're actually intentionally praying, it can be helpful to say, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, because I'm praying, I'm going to kind of put this aside for a moment and come back to it. But at yeah. the same time, uh, you know, when you're driving your car, it's okay. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a, uh, you know, it's not an adult swim. You can do whatever you like there in the <laughs> car, right? You know? Yeah. yeah. And number six, talk to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Are you ever talking to him? Or do you, like, I talk at Jesus a lot. Mm. But talk to Jesus. Yeah. And instead of silent prayer, talk to the Lord as if he was sitting in, in the passenger seat right next to you. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, Christ is not just Lord, but he's also brother and friend. And yeah, we, forget we forget that a lot. A lot of times we forget that he is approachable. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, you know, I feel like a lot of times I have to come to him with this formal, like, uh, greetings, Lord. It is I. Um, we have some things to discuss. If it please the court, yeah. your honor. <laughs> you know, as in, you know, instead of just being like, I don't get this. What What's going on? Or to be like, man, that was so awesome that yeah. you did today. That second part is the harder part. I'll, I'll come to him with something that's really challenging and difficult, but then I don't I'm just like, hey, thanks, Lord. Mm-hmm. That was pretty awesome. Yeah. 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 You know, I do that. Uh, I do that at mass. I don't know if anybody sees me doing it, but <laughs> but I'm, I'm constantly speaking to the Lord at mass, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Um, not just in the formal words of prayer, but uh, sometimes if, if uh, he speaks to me in the midst of the reading, mm-hmm. I'll just say his name to acknowledge, yes, Lord, yeah, you, you did do, do that. And I won't mm-hmm. say it uh, you know, aloud where people can mm-hmm. hear yeah. it. I turn mm-hmm. my microphone off, but I'll just I'll whisper his name. Mm-hmm. Um, Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the com- our commute is the perfect time to build this type of intimacy in our relationship with Jesus. You know, how many times do, you know, like, are we on a long drive and we call somebody like our mom and talk to them, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Um, But do we think about building that relationship, right? On the way to work, confess confess what you're worried about. Yeah. And tell the Lord all that excites you. If you're struggling at work with, you know, with a coworker or with a a job or a decision, right? On the way home, review the day with him, right? Asking forgiveness where it's needed and and giving thanks everywhere else. We forget that part a lot. Um, In other words, your commute is perfectly suited for a daily examination. Right. If you have trouble squeezing it in before bedtime, try it on the way home. That's right. Take advantage of that time. Yeah. And be intentional. We talk about this all the time. Be intentional about that time. That's right. Um, and try one of these. Now, these are just six ways, mm-hmm. right? There are so many ways that you can create a monastery, a convent, a sacred space uh, on your commute. Um, you probably have a, a, a bunch more that you um, that you are already doing or would right. like to do. Mm-hmm. Um, however you do it, though, don't waste your commute. Don't waste That's it. Right. It's, it's great time. Take control. Transform it. Be intentional. Turn it from a boring drive into a monastic cell, a place to pray without ceasing, as we know. Right? It may have four wheels instead of four walls, but it can put your car or your train or your bike, which probably hopefully has two wheels, mm-hmm. um, is just as sacred and can be just just as sacred of a space. That's right. 
as any church or adoration chapel. Yeah, I think the idea of doing your exam and as you're coming home can be very helpful because that can actually help you to be more present to your family, mm-hmm. your kids. Yeah, uh, is doing the exam and. Um, well, yeah. you've already you've already like dissected and gotten it out the way. That's right. Yeah, you're not worrying about it so much anymore. You're like, okay, I've already processed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've already processed this. That's right. And then traditionally, of course, doing the you might depend if you you encounter your kids, you know. Uh, and I'll, you may have to do an exam again before you go to bed, but yeah. but traditionally before you before you uh, drift off to be able to to make that exam. But mm-hmm. I think during the commute's a really good time mm-hmm. yeah. for sure. Might I think it can also mm-hmm. help you be aware of okay, I had a rough day, yeah, or I had a really good day, or if you had a so if you had a bad day, like going home to your kids and not bringing that home yeah. to your that's family, right. yeah. or being aware of like okay, this is something that's going to be. I have to be aware of mm-hmm. going into it. my friends yeah. and family. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to leave those cirrhosis records in mm-hmm. the lab. And not <laughs> home to Kathleen those and dinner. Those can be right? traveling. Yeah. That's I'm right. Troubling. Exactly. Yep. But no, it's true. Yeah, to to be conscious of of what we bring with us, you yeah. know, and um, and the examine is exactly that. It's to help get us not only right with God, but also with with the ones that we love, the ones mm-hmm. that are around us. Mm-hmm. My goodness. Well, yeah, there are more than six ways to uh, to. <laughs> To, to pray a prayer, yep. but uh, but we're gonna pause again because we we have to to take time uh, in the show for actually Alex. It's a part of the show that we like to call the CU Pick of the Week. So yeah, it's kind of a thing we do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we do this thing. It's yeah. That's right. Yeah. So so for it's our first pick do. of the week, we'll go to Kathleen as yes. we often do. Okay. Um. Yes. Yeah, so this week, I've been thinking about um recently how I'm not a good reader. Um, and uh, so like heavy things, I'm not, I like, I'm always like, I, I get so bogged down. Yes. And I want to so bad and theology stuff. And I'm just like, yes. And, and, and then I'm like, I don't know. so I got something for you. If you need something light to read, but you want to know a little bit more about um, our dear Pope Francis, this is the coolest book. It's called Pope Francis Takes the Bus and Other Unexpected Stories. Look how cute he is. Oh my gosh. It's light and meaty. Yes. Okay. And so, um, so it's so funny because it goes through little vignettes yeah it's just little stories and it goes through the alphabet so like i i is for images and then it tells a story about um father goglio or or, you know him as bishop or him Mm. as pope um and it's so it spans all of his life and it's just cute little not they're not all cute but like short little stories and snippets of his life and and you know again it's this idea of he's an extraordinary man but he was he was just ordinary he just does ordinary things like one of the stories in here is about this woman who um had seven children and she didn't have any of them baptized and she could like she was she didn't have a husband and she was worried about that and so she came up to him and was like i don't know what and he's like Let's baptize them all. Let's <laughs> baptize them all. Come on down. And then, and then afterwards, we're gonna have coke and sandwiches. Anybody got any? All right, cool. See you, you know, on Sunday. And uh, so, just just great stories about how he was extraordinary. Yeah. Um, a little insight into his life if you're looking for a little short read. Pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and then my pick of the week uh, connected with uh, maybe something you do on your commute. I, I'm kind of brutal to rosaries. They they uh, they disintegrate in yeah. my pocket, you know. Mm-hmm. And so um, I I have come across uh, the fine folks at Cord Bands uh, at Rugged Rosaries. They make a uh, a rosary that uh, well up until now was untangleable. Um, it, it is <laughs> it is it is stainless steel. Okay. So it's a it's a it's a wow. made of of chain. And it is a replica of the rosaries that uh, that were given to World War One soldiers. Yeah. So they call them the World War One battle beads, and uh, and so it, it really is a very well constructed rosary 
um, that can go in your pocket. Uh, it can it, actually, they say that it can go around your neck, kind of like they did for the soldiers. It was the best place to keep it so that nothing would happen to mm -hmm. it. <laughs> Certainly wouldn't wear it as jewelry, but it is to keep it close to you, you know? Uh, and so, so and it is it's extremely well made, and they have different options for the the middle, uh, the node uh, mm -hmm. in the middle. Mine mm -hmm. is the Benedictine one, nice. and uh, and I chose the Benedictine uh, crucifix as well. It has the Benedictine medal and in, in, inset in the crucifix nice. um, because it was it was the one that didn't have anything to get caught in my yeah. pocket, you know. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's made out of the same stuff as their as their dog tags. The chain. Yeah, that's exactly. What it, it's like a ball bearing for. kind yeah. of thing, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, exactly. And so it's it's very very. Uh, they say that it's indestructible, and there is a, a warranty on it too. Really? Challenge yeah. accepted. That's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's it's very it's very rugged and very good to use. So it's the World War One battle beads, and uh, it's thirty bucks. So that's not a that's bad not price bad. for a rosary. Yeah. And then it comes with a little one. yeah, it comes with a little faux leather pouchette. Um, that goes in your pocket, you see. There it is. There it is. Yeah, that's my pick of the week. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, we started off with uh, Hurricane Harvey and yep. what's going on there. Uh, I, I found a, a website for those who um, want to donate to help people who really need assistance. Uh, financially or otherwise and you know we, we hear this uh, uh, about uh, you know sometimes we don't know exactly where our money's going when we go to these national campaigns and how much of it's actually going to administration and what have you here's a quick shortcut that'll get you there and get money into the hands of the people right there on the ground it's uh, if you think in Texas TX Catholic dot org mm -hmm. slash Harvey uh, this will take you to the website for the uh, Texas uh, Catholic um, oh was it Conference. Oh, are we got music going already? Okay, already. yes. Conference of uh, Catholic Bishops. So uh, go check it out, txcatholic.org slash Harvey. That's right. And you can see what dioceses need the most. No, I right think now. that's a great thing yeah, for awesome. sure, because there are many dioceses in Texas, and uh, a lot of them were, were affected. So, uh, Jeff, uh, I guess I can toss it back to you because we're always grateful for our benefactors, those who pray for us and those who support us. Indeed he do. This week, Catholic Underground is possible because of people just like you. So join the growing number of undergrounders at catholicunderground.com slash donate. Uh, and portions of the Catholic Underground are brought to you by audibletrial.com slash catholicunderground. That's audibletrial.com slash catholicunderground. And also by Mystic Mock Coffee. More information at catholicunderground.tv. That's right. If you want the show notes for this episode, you've been asking for them there in the chat room. Uh, we'll make sure that, that they're put in there. Uh, usually that's up by, by Monday morning at the latest. And you can go to catholicunderground.com to get all of that. Our panelists have been Kathleen Lee, the benefactress. <laughs> She's at <laughs> Kathleen Y-A-B-R. Hey, Kathleen, thank you. You're welcome. Anytime. That's right. We've also got Alex Brown and Jamie Cherry, who joined us. Thank you all very much for thank being for on the us. air with us. It's been yeah. a pleasure. Yeah. yeah, you're always welcome back, too, if you're in the neighborhood. <laughs> and uh, Jeff Blackwell, uh, he's uh, at Jeff Blackwell, us on Twitter. And, it's uh, a privilege, know, Father. It sure is, huh? For, for all of us, too. Uh, our research assistant and the leader of the crew in the lab is Jim Hayes. Our video director is Ed Ball. And you know me. I'm Father Chris Decker. You can follow me on Twitter at Digital Catholic. We hope that we've helped you cut through the noise and find that still small voice with the Catholic Underground for Faith on Digital. We'll see you next time.